With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live Mike. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. Once again, my name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and this week we are looking at some expectations that I'm putting on uh, some of the guys on the offensive side of the football. Of course, a week from now, we'll take a run with the defensive side, but this week we are focusing on the guys on O. And really, where I want to kick things off is where I think a lot of people uh, put most of their stock of the Steelers in. It's that quarterback position. Uh, if Ben Roethlisberger regresses any further and looks like the guy that he's that we saw those last six weeks of the regular season, it, it could possibly be a very long year for your Pittsburgh Steelers. But these are the things I want to see out of Ben Roethlisberger and re- really all the quarterbacks in this upcoming season. First and foremost, I want to see Ben Roethlisberger completely buy into Matt Canada's system. Uh, For a recent example of how that really kind of uh, transformed a a quarterback in his later years, we saw Aaron Rodgers do this a year ago with Matt LaFleur. He wasn't 100% on board uh, a a year prior, his first season with uh, LaFleur as the uh, offensive play caller for the Green Bay Packers. The year after, he completely buys in, and what happens? He is the MVP of all of football. I'm not saying uh, Ben Roethlisberger is going to be the league MVP if he buys into Matt Canada's system, but he's certainly going to be a better quarterback because of it. Aside from that, if Ben Roethlisberger completely buys in, like I'm saying, I I think it just bodes well for everyone on this offensive roster. And and really, it could add years to Ben Roethlisberger's career. If he buys in, if he realizes that he's not the end-all, be-all for this offense anymore, and he's a quarterback uh, on the very wrong side of 30, closing in on 40, uh, I think he could potentially add seasons to his career uh, just being the guy that's the distributor rather than the guy that is the focal point and that's really what at this stage of his career if Ben Roethlisberger wants to be successful that's the role he has to take on one of the things uh, most importantly that Ben Roethlisberger has to buy in with really it's two things one taking snaps under center which to Matt Canada's credit did say Ben Roethlisberger was okay with doing but most importantly running play action 
this is going to be huge for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, there's a, there's a stat that came out uh, a couple weeks ago where uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers out of shotgun threw the ball 75% of the time and when they were under center ran the ball basically 75% of the time as well. Uh, one of those factors that made them extremely predictable. And in either scenario, the Steelers weren't running much play action at all. So really, a diverse mix of throwing the ball, running the ball out of either quarterback's uh, formation, and running some play action will back off the defense, unstack the box, and give some unpredictability to this Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Not to the level that we saw a year ago where teams knew what the Steelers were going to do just based on where Ben Roethlisberger lined up. And they could just completely attack this offense because of it. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I think you should be high on the Steelers is if they actually change these things and they're difficult to game plan against... They were 12-4 and four last year, and teams knew what they were running. Imagine if they didn't know what was going on, like 31 other NFL teams. Really, that's that's kind of the one of the things that should be exciting, especially if Ben Roethlisberger buys in, and he buys in to running play action. Another thing I want to see out of Big Ben in the 2021 uh, season, I want to see him throw the ball less. Uh, he's not that guy that should be throwing 50-plus passes a game. Uh, again, he's closing in on 40 years of age. Uh, as he said, uh, a major elbow reconstruction surgery just two years ago now. Ben Roethlisberger shouldn't be throwing the ball uh, in the top five of all quarterbacks in the league, especially not next year. Uh, I would be totally fine if he was a middle-of-the-pack guy. The, the Steelers invested in the running game uh, completely this offseason, uh, when it, especially when it came to their draft picks. Everything, every move basically seemed uh, bent on kind of fixing that rushing attack, which, again, we know started from the top all the way down. So if Ben Roethlisberger throws the ball less... They commit to running the football. I think this team is only going to take a step in a better direction. The last thing I want to see out of Ben Roethlisberger in 2021 is something that might surprise you a little bit, but I want Ben Roethlisberger to not be afraid of getting sacked. Uh, we saw him throwing the ball extremely fast, leading the league in uh, snap-to-throw uh, timing in 2020. He was getting the ball, getting rid of the ball extremely quick, which started to become a problem, especially later on in the season, running slant routes that were getting knocked down or picked off, and especially his deep ball, which... We saw in a number of times, if he waited a half second more, Chase Claypool was breaking free of defenders and could have developed in a quite a exceptional deep threat for the Steelers, but it never materialized because Ben Roethlisberger was too quick at throwing the football away. If Ben Roethlisberger hangs in the pocket a little bit more, sure he's going to take some more hits, but the Steelers' offense is going to be much more successful. He needs to be able to stand in the pocket just a little bit longer. We don't need classic Ben where he's back there for five to seven seconds, something ridiculous. We just need him to stand back there a little bit more. Yes, I know. Uh, when it came to all those times Ben Roethlisberger uh, thought, oh, maybe I should retire. It typically came after a game where he got hit a lot. But Ben has to realize if he wants to win a Super Bowl, he's going to get hit. And throwing the ball in less than two seconds isn't doing anyone favors. He needs to hang on to it a little bit more. Sure, his sack numbers are going to go up, but that's completely fine. We need uh, the ball to be stretched down the field at least sometimes. And Ben Roethlisberger can do that by holding on to the ball a little bit longer. 
past Ben Roethlisberger, the other quarterbacks, I just want to see a healthy competition in the preseason, uh, see what Dwayne Haskins can do, uh, see what Mason Rudolph can do in uh, what year f- uh, four now in the system. It's kind of exciting to see uh, where these backup guys end up. It's also going to be interesting to see how this roster shapes up and see if uh, Josh Dobbs is able to win a spot. Of course, we saw in Week 17 he got some uh, packages of his own, being able to run the football a little bit, which, I don't know, might be a nice little... uh change of pace, uh, kind of uh, once a game kind of series, even with Ben Roethlisberger on this team, just to throw Josh Dobbs in there to be kind of that change of pace guy and completely throw the defense through a loop and make them game plan for something else. If he makes a team, that could be something to watch out for, which I wouldn't be against. Uh, Moving past that, I want to talk about the running backs next. Uh, Of course, Najee Harris, First of all, we know Mike Tomlin loves himself a bell cow running back. And really, that is 100% what I foresee from Najee Harris. I think he's going to be the guy. I think he's already the guy, but he'll be the starter on day one and get a good chunk of the touches and the snaps at the running back position, especially if he's healthy. Najee Harris, I could totally see him be a 400-touch guy this year, which before anyone loses their mind, that's that's only about 23 touches a game, uh, and, and that includes rushes and receptions, which, I, I mean, 19 rushes a game and four receptions isn't out of the question. That, that would be a pretty average game for an NFL running back. I, I could totally see him being a 400-touch guy in year one, which seems like a lot, and yes, it is, but if you're investing that heavily uh, and that highly in the NFL draft, I want to see him prove worthy of being a first round pick and being someone that steps in right away and really kind of uh, takes the Steelers back to being a downhill aggressive running team. I want to see him be better than James Conner and really I kind of want to see the Steelers running back position look like what it was back in 2017 when Le'Veon Bell was one of the best running backs in football. That's the guy he's compared most to so I want to see Najee Harris play a style of game that looks a little like that. I I just want him to be successful and really once again, taking a first-round running back, that's fine, but he's got to prove himself worthy of being that pick, and he's got to do it throughout his rookie deal. We all know the second deal stuff, but we're not going to get into that on today's show, but uh, I want to see him look like a first-round pick, and really someone that, uh, we know the quarterback biases, but someone that should be competing for Offensive Rookie of the Year, especially with how many touches he's going to get, which is going to be a ton. The second thing, and really the only other thing I want to see out of, out of Najee Harris, I want to see him be healthy. And I know that's a, really out of his control in 99% of the circumstances when it comes to injury, but how many times over the last couple of years, uh, James Conner, as a starting running back, we lose him for stretches of the season and really kind of threw the offense through the loop. I, I just want to see that this position have a little bit of continuity. I know it's not something you see out of most teams in the NFL. Running backs get hurt. That's just the name of the game. But I want to see him be healthy this year. Uh, I, I want to see that be a, a healthy position, uh, play 17 games, and do that throughout the playoffs. That's really what I want to see out of the running backs. For the backups, I really don't have uh, much of any expectation. I'm pretty low on the guys behind uh, Najee Harris, except I kind of want to see Anthony McFarlane take the next step as being the RB2, uh, the short, fast guy that uh, can be that kind of change of pace back that might get 
one to three snaps a game. That's really what it comes down to. If uh, if you're not the bell cow back in a Mike Tomlin offense, you're not playing a lot. So I want to see him uh, take take that next step, be, become the backup, and uh, do some stuff as that change of pace guy, which is a completely different style from Najee Harris, which I think bodes well for him becoming the number two back. I don't want to see him do some stuff when he's actually on the field. There won't be a lot of opportunities, but I want to see him make the most of those opportunities. To wind out the first half of the show, I also want to look at the tight ends. We'll get to the other positions in the second half. But for the tight ends, uh, of course, basically it comes down to Eric Ebron and second-round pick Pat Fryermuth. The first thing I want to see straight up, I want to see them catch the ball. I I know that was a problem for Eric Ebron, uh, especially in those curl routes. Anything when he turned back to the quarterback, uh, he tried to take his eyes upfield way too quickly. I don't want to see him running any any more of those routes because we've learned he's not successful at running them. He catches the ball uh, much better on slants, on corners, on fades, on seams. Any route where he's running down the field and he doesn't have to stop and turn his chest towards the quarterback, he's been successful at. I want to see him catch the ball. And we know Pat Fryermuth uh, statistically uh, was one of the best, especially in the red zone, one of the most sure-handed tight ends in college football over his entire tenure at Penn State. I want to see him catch the ball as well and not have any of those rookie jitters. The other thing I want to see from the tight ends, I want them to be noticeable. At the end of each and every game, not even necessarily every game, but more games than not, I want to see that position and talk about that position as a difference-making spot. Uh, It's something we didn't really see with Vance McDonald and Jesse James before him. It wasn't a spot that after a game, you really sit there and think, man, the tight ends were dominant today. That was awesome. I want to see games like that. I want Pat Fryermuth to to prove that he, he was worthy of being the second tight end taken in the 2021 draft. Uh, He was someone that was viewed as potentially a late first round pick. He he slid to the Steelers. I want to see him live up to that expectation. I want him to be better than Vance McDonald. I want him to be better than Jesse James. Heck, I I want him to have a rookie year that kind of replicates what Heath Miller did. I, I want the tight ends to be noticeable. And if they can do that, I think this offense will just have a whole nother gear. Really from quarterback, running back, tight end, uh, th- those positions are really underrated to be completely honest with you when it comes to the success of this team uh, we talk about quarterback a lot but really the running backs and tight ends I, I think have some potential to kind of turn the season for the better for the Pittsburgh Steelers there's a ton of potential there and it'll be exciting to see what they can do Stay tuned. We're going to jump into a quick uh, commercial break and be back on the other side to break down the wide receivers and offensive line. There's a ton of stuff to get into there. So uh, hang tight and we will be back with the rest of the live mic in just a moment. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
right, Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time for the second half of the Live Mike podcast. Once again, my name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor over at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, which should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. First half of our show, we went through expectations of the quarterbacks, running backs, and tight ends. This half, we are going to get into the wide receivers, and we're also going to look at the offensive line. Really... All these positions are going to be huge uh, for the success of this team. It's going to be a team effort, especially offensively. Um, Every single one of these groups has to be good to great if they're going to do anything this year. Really, there isn't one spot on the Pittsburgh Steelers where I, I, I could look at it and say, oh man, we could be okay if, if they're just average. I think a lot of these spots have to be good to great, but thankfully, I think they have the talent to do those things. So getting into the wide receivers, I said it for the tight ends. I'm going to say it here for the wideouts. They need to catch the ball. And this points directly towards Deontay Johnson first and foremost. He led the NFL in drops last year, which is completely unacceptable for an NFL wide receiver and for one that is as talented as Deontay Johnson is. He runs routes unlike really anyone in the league right now. He creates separation. Uh, If he's getting himself open, he needs to catch the ball. And if he can do that, he's going to be one of the better receivers in football. That's what it comes down to. He's got to catch the ball. If he doesn't, I think the Steelers might be a, a little quick quicker with the trigger of benching one Deontay Johnson. Uh, we saw it happen last year after a, a couple stretches of uh, poor, poor performances out of Deontay. If he can catch the ball... This Steelers team just goes to a whole nother level. You got kind of the possession guy that fights for the first downs in Juju Smith-Schuster. You got the route running guy in Deontay Johnson. Uh, You got the vertical big man in Chase Claypool. You got kind of the utility knife in James Washington who does just a little bit of everything. Really, if if they can catch the ball, it's almost an unguardable unit really because of how you try to line up your corners. It, It really isn't possible for most teams they don't run four corners deep and and considering the Steelers tight ends and running backs they shouldn't be able to compete with uh, that much talent across the board but it won't matter if they can't catch the ball so first and foremost these wide receivers need to catch the ball the second thing I want to see out of the wide receiver position I want to see someone stand out above the rest. In 2020, we kind of saw the the top three receivers clump together in catches, yards, and touchdowns. I kind of want to see the Steelers kind of develop someone into being a number one wide receiver. Could it be Chase Claypool? Could it be Deontay Johnson? Could it be Juju? Heck, could it be James Washington? It doesn't matter. I just want someone to kind of stand out and be like, okay, that's the Steelers' number one wide receiver. I want coverages to try to shift over to one certain player. And really, if that happens, if the Steelers have a true number one or teams have have got a debate whether they're throwing their all-pro guy if they have one or if they're going to rotate a safety over the top or just straight-up double-team them, that's only going to make this team so much better. If they can get a guy that proves himself worthy of being a number one, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers will be an extremely successful team in the 2021 season. I hope someone can do that, and that's something I really want to see happen this upcoming season. The third thing I want to see out of these wide receivers, I want to see them catch more deep balls. This kind of ties into Ben Roethlisberger uh, standing in the pocket a little bit more and running play action, but one of the things that the Steelers kind of lacked was 
kind of that deep play uh, receiver. I, I think Chase Claypool and really Ray, Ray McLeod have uh, the best odds of becoming that guy that uh, catches those streaky passes every now and then, each and every game, really. Uh, we saw Juju Smith-Schuster in his first couple years in the league as a guy that could take any pass 90 yards. He, he did it a couple times. So I want to see them catch those deeper passes over the middle, on the sideline. It doesn't matter. I, I, I just want to see maybe once, twice a game where they have that big chunk yardage play. They have the talent to do it. I just want them to actually succeed in that role. And hopefully they can do exactly that. The, f- the fourth thing and really kind of the last thing I want to see out of the wide receivers, I kind of want to see a fifth option stand out. Could that be Ray Ray McLeod? Yeah, I guess so. Could it be one of these practice squad guys that they've had for a couple seasons and shuffled around? Yeah, possibly, unlikely. But I want to see a third or a fifth option that the Steelers can turn to that can still pick up a couple receptions a game. Even if it was just one or two, uh, if they could develop someone else without having drafted someone or signed anyone this offseason, I think that could be really, really big for this team. Uh, I think Ray Ray McLeod showed some flashes last year, and it's possible he could be that guy, but It'll be kind of tough to, to say they're not going to get a lot of targets, but I want to see a fifth guy uh, when they get their snaps in rest or rotational role to just make the most of their opportunity. I'm, I'm not asking for f- even 500 yards. I just want to see someone step in and uh, carve out a nice little season for themselves as the fifth wide receiver. Past the receivers, really kind of the, the, the most important position for the 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers offense I'm going to say it's the entire offensive line. Beyond Ben Roethlisberger, who I think is a very, very close second, this offensive line success is going to determine the success of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Namely, this is a a pretty new unit. Uh, We saw this past week, uh, the Steelers were looking into Trey Turner as uh, potentially another guard. Uh, Who knows if that means something towards David DeCastro? Who knows if that just means something for depth? But at the end of the day, I want to see this unit be successful. The first thing and the most important thing that uh, we got to see from them is uh, becoming aggressive. I think we're going to see that just based on the the philosophies of Adrian Clem, how he's run offensive lines in the past and what Matt Canada likes. I don't want them to be passive like they were under Sean Surrett and Randy Feekner. I want to see them explode off the ball, try to drive people downfield, be mean, be physical, be nasty, play offensive line the way it should be, uh, just be aggressive, especially in the running game. If it means guys slip off blocks occasionally that's all right but the passiveness that we saw in 2020 isn't going to cut it and that's the leading reason in my opinion why the running game just did not materialize anything last year because they were so passive a fairly new unit a ton of guys that are primarily their specialties run blocking I want to see these guys be aggressive especially if they mix in some play action it'll make pass blocking easier and really it it would just be beautiful to see the Steelers offensive line driving guys downfield the second thing I want to see and really this is kind of a a tie-in to my first thought is I want to see David DeCastro return to form if he is not healthy of course he didn't participate in minicamp or OTAs If he's not a football player anymore, then, of course, I want to see them go out and get someone like a Trey Turner to try to replace him. (laughs) 
but really, if David DeCastro's playing, I want to see him look like 2019 DeCastro. I want to see him as that motivated guy. The fans in the stands will help because uh, if you didn't already know, DeCastro said it, he wasn't very motivated to play in front of an empty stadium. The energy wasn't there, and it just wasn't the same. So I want to see him return to that that mauler that he's been for close to a decade now for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If he can do that, huge year upcoming for this unit. He is a senior statesman. Guys are going to look to him for veteran guidance. And really, a, a lot of the weight is going to fall on his shoulders for this team to be successful. Past Big Dave, I, I, I don't want to put too much expectations on Kendrick Green, but really, quite simply, at the center spot, I just want to see Kendrick Green win that spot. out. I want to see him win it in training camp. I want him to be the guy... Day one, uh, starting center for your Pittsburgh Steelers, a third-round pick. I want him to start right away. I think the worst-case scenario, he starts after the Week 7 bye week, but I want to see that a couple months before. uh, And really, Week 1 in Buffalo, I want Kendrick Green to be the starter. I I just don't have faith in Finney or Hasenauer. I want Kendrick Green to be the guy, and I want to see him win that job right away. Past that, and my last kind of thought here on what I want to see out of the 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers offensive, most importantly, I want to see Zach Banner and Chuksakora for prove the doubters wrong. National media, local media, and Steeler fans alike, uh, a lot of circumstances, people are just throwing these guys to the curb, saying they're nothing. Uh, Zach Banner was a beast in those 50 snaps that uh, we got out of him in week one before he tore his ACL in 2020. I think he's going to be a, a big uh, reason why the Steelers' run game could bounce back and return to form as that right tackle. It's going to be a huge year for him. And then Chuk's a core four. He is playing a position that he should be more comfortable at. He was the left tackle in college. He was pretty successful last year. Let's not forget about that. He wasn't terrible. He was good as a right tackle. I want to see the pair of them just play solid football, be good tackles, and really just prove the doubters wrong. If the Steelers offense can do everything I I laid out today, there's no way this team is not the best team in the AFC North. There's no way they're not a threat in the playoffs. If they can do all these things, and really, I don't think they're entirely impossible. I, I think they could. And if they can, and hopefully will do it, I think this team could bounce back as a true playoff contender. So with all that being said, I want to thank you for tuning in to today's Live Mike podcast. Uh, I want to direct you over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Uh, click over. You're going to get all the breaking news, some film rooms, some uh, commentary, all that Steelers content you love. Many, many articles each and every day. So make sure you just click over to the website. Do yourselves a favor. Uh, check it out. There's great stuff on there each and every day. And make sure you're listening to our entire family of podcasts. Of course, uh, the live mic drops on Tuesdays, which means uh, you'll also uh, get a show from uh, Brian Anthony Davis and Tony Defio. Uh, that will be dropping at, at I believe, noon uh, today on the podcast side. Uh, Tuesdays also means on YouTube and Facebook. means the Scobro Show. So check that out. Make sure uh, around 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, you, you could be able to catch that live. Make sure you're doing that as well. Uh, as always... Make sure you're also checking out uh, Jeff Hartman's Let's Ride. There's a, a great one on Monday. Uh, you'll also be able to catch him again tomorrow on Wednesday. 
seriously, guys, you're not getting this content anywhere else. It's Pittsburgh Steelers. This should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Bottom line, uh, make sure you're tuning in, you're following along, and we cannot thank you enough for uh, supporting us. Uh, once again, thank you for tuning in to today's live mic. I'll catch you guys next week.